What do the words covenant, restoration and kingdom mean to you? Find out in our new DNA series. My name's Mark Kelly and I thank you for downloading this podcast. Enjoy what's coming up. I love that. Do you know? God has this brilliant idea. And he's not content for it just to remain an idea. But he wants to put it out there. And right this morning, I'm just looking at just one little part of God's flash mob. <laughs> Anybody know the, uh, the piece that they were playing? Yeah? Yeah, Beethoven, Ninth Symphony, Ode to Joy, that's right. Now imagine this, Beethoven. He had in his mind this this music. He could hear each individual piece, each instrument, the sound, all the different voices that go together to make up that piece. But it was never enough for it to remain in his head. And so there came a time when Beethoven would have, he'd have transcribed what was in his mind and he'd have put it down onto paper and there we have the score of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony and the Ode to Joy. But it was never intended to remain merely as manuscript. It was only when he first brought an orchestra together. And each of those pieces, each of those individual instruments, each of those talented musicians, each of those choristers, as they came together, that the fullness of what Beethoven imagined in his head actually appeared Let me reel back. You can see where I'm going. You can see where I'm going. Um, For those of you I've not met already, my name is John. And uh, it is a real pleasure. If you've not been with us before, it's a real pleasure to have you here. Uh, I mean that genuinely. Welcome. And I um, I want to just kind of put this in a little bit of context to say that what we are doing is a mini-series, if you like, uh, that we're calling our DNA, that's to say what what makes us as a a family. And over the last few weeks, we've been looking at these themes of kingdom, of restoration, and of today, we're going to be looking at covenant. Uh, A Bible word, but it's not just a word. And it was never intended just to be written on a piece of paper. There's a fullness that God, in his great heart, wants to bring out. Last week I was talking about restoration and and just to focus in on this, this one thought, that Jesus came in order to 
restore and redeem the image of mankind in humanity that God had always intended for humankind to, to be his ultimate reflection in all that he'd made. And we know that they, they, back in the beginning, mankind, the DNA got corrupted, and so Jesus came in order to do the reset, in order to be able to restore mankind to his true identity and all that was in God's heart. And I want to just kind of continue that thread a little bit further this morning by saying this, that covenant, if you like, is the, it's the sound of eternity. It's the sound that reverberates through the heavens. It's that majestic music that fills the heavens. And it's there as it has always been in the, the life, in the relationship that we call the Godhead. Covenant is this inseparable joining, powered by love, that is the Godhead. And it has existed always in eternity. But this thing that has been unseen the desire of God has been to take it and to put it out there so that this wonderful, this, this wonderful weaving of, and dance of life that is in the Godhead should be visible throughout the whole of creation. So what did God do? You could say he called an orchestra together. You could say he summoned his flash mob. And this is the wonder of it. That what he did was he took individuals, you and me, he took us and by this miracle of redemption he incorporated us into his very life he caused us as Peter says in his second letter chapter 1 verse 4 if you want the reference he caused us to actually share his very own nature But he didn't just do it. He didn't just say, I'll take you, and I'll take you, and I'll take you, and we'll line you all up, and we'll have a set. No, he didn't. He said, this image, this image of God, this, this wonder of the Godhead, that he is in the process of restoring, this image, it's corporate. It, it is humankind. It is not just his image in you, and him is his image in me. It's his image in humanity, reflecting back to him the glory and the wonder, the praise, the excellence, the honour and the worth of who he is. <clears throat> have you ever thought, have you ever, anybody, 
No, silly question. You've all seen a rainbow, haven't you? Um, I think Ben, where is it? Is Ben still here? Is he in the room? No, it's all right. Oh, here he appears, even now. Ben, would you do me a service, please, young man? I think it was a painting that your young boy did this morning. I think you put it over there on the... Would you get it for me, please? If you've ever seen a rainbow, I think every time I see one of these things, it is breathtaking, isn't it? The, the clarity and the resonance and the range of the colour that is in that rainbow. Ben, that was it. This spoke to me this morning. Was it Christopher who, who yes. with a little bit of help from Dad, maybe? Uh, that was on the easel over there this morning. I just looked at it and God spoke to me. And he reminded me of the rainbow. And he said, do you know, the rainbow, it wasn't just a sign. It wasn't, it wasn't a theory. He said, no, I cannot help but bursting in on creation with all the light and the colour and the resonance that's in my own nature. It wasn't an accident that God chose to express himself through the rainbow because it was something of the fullness of him bursting in onto creation itself. I want you just to, if you can, in your imagination, just to think about what God has done, what God is always doing. God is, he is, he is absolutely so full of life. If I dare say it like this, he cannot contain himself. It just has to find expression. It has to find a way out. And it doesn't come out as doctrine. It comes out as substance. It comes out as the life that it is. When a man and a woman come together and they produce a child, they don't produce a theory of childbirth. They don't produce a manual. They don't produce a diagram of DNA. No, they produce a child. It's life that's produced. And that is who God is. He is so full of life. And this is the wonder, the wonder of the Godhead that we, we struggle to get our heads around. That the God that we speak of as Father, as Son, as Holy Spirit, have lived through eternity in this one, what Wesley called this sweet society where in and amongst themselves there's this fluidity and mo of movement and motion where each one honours the other, where each one defers to the other, where each one promotes the other, where they work in this wonderful harmony. You see it all the way through Scripture. From the very beginning, God said, God spoke, the Father spoke word, moved, the Spirit took the word, and creation came into being. The Father, the Son, the Spirit, working together, this, this covenant of life 
produces. This covenant of life is so full of creativity. It is absolutely mind-blowing. It is staggering. But what God has wanted to do was to take this thing which is in the unseen, this nature of God, and to reproduce it and to cause it to fill the whole, not just the earth, but the whole of creation. I'll say it again. Covenant, it's the sound of eternity. This thing, it has substance. It has life. So we're not just talking. We're not saying these are our principles. We're not saying these are our doctrines that we adhere to. We're not saying this is our code of practice. We're saying, no, this is our life. DNA is about life. And God is about producing his life through a people. Oh, man. Do you know, I, I, many of you probably will have seen that, that, that um, clip. It's, it did the sort of social media rounds a couple of years ago. But the reason I chose it was because it speaks so strongly of, first of all, this thought that was in the mind of the composer being expressed and given its fullness through a company of people who come together one by one and who all of them have this different talent, this different skill. You notice all the different instruments assembling around that square, that public square. And none of them were in competition. None of them were fighting for prominence. None of them were having a bargee with the person next to them saying, no, 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 no. All of them were rejoicing, if you like, in the thought of, oh, here come the woodwind section. Did you see the man greet his fellow as he brought his violin? Oh, great, you're adding your violin to mine. Wonderful. And here they are, this, this orchestra, that together they bring this amazing sound into this public space. And they do it together in harmony. That speaks to me so much of the covenant that is God himself. Did you enjoy watching the crowd? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> little things like the, yeah, the little guy shinning up the, the lamppost just to get a better look. And you think, oh, I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> and uh, there, was one, there was one older lady who, who was kind of uh, arriving in the square and her face was fairly dour. And at the end, I don't know whether you noticed, the camera picked her out again and she was applauding. And uh, the, the long-haired guy, and you just caught his expression, didn't you? And uh, did you notice what he said? You, you can lip read. <laughs> but that too it spoke to me and that's why I'm sharing this this morning and I, I, I'm not going to take much longer 
that when God has his covenant people living in covenant life, there's a watching world. He has an audience. And imagine this. Imagine the reaction. What happens to this audience when they see people? People who love like God loves. Where this love, it doesn't seek to uh, control, it doesn't seek to manipulate, it doesn't seek to get its own way, but a love which really says, I want your freedom. I want you. I want you to live in the fullest way that God could possibly want you to live. And I will be his ally in helping you to be that. What would it be like when the world is audience to a people who honour one another, that places such untold value on each other for who they are, that desires to see that person elevated and crowned, restored, where we attribute such value to one another's life that it hurts me if you hurt. What would it be like for the world to be audience to a people who, who protect each other, who are so watching out for one another in our, our troubles, in our vulnerabilities, in our failings, and who are there to step in, to guard, to lift up, to want to restore. What would that be like? What happens when the world is audience to a people who genuinely trust each other? Whose, whose heart is so for one another that I will not hear anything bad against you. And even when you mess up and I am on the wrong end of it, I still trust you. Or when I mess you up through something I said foolishly or something I did that didn't make life so good for you, that you continue to trust me. And we make that determination. We say, I have covenanted with you to be your friend. I'm not going to walk away. What would that be like? What about when the world is audience to a people 
who are so filled with hope. We, we create this... Inv- I, in, do you know, I, I'm speaking about this because it's, it's, it's true. I'm speaking about this because it's what the Bible tells me. I speak about this because as I get into that place where I just seek God's face and I see this in him, and I know that's what he wants to reproduce, not just in me, but in us. But also I think, if we're thinking as a people that we're going to go somewhere and we're going to live amongst people and we're going to do stuff, you know, in a neighbourhood that, you know, as yet we may not have too much, we may not know too much about it. What are we exporting? If it's not this, then let's not bother. But if it is this, think about that that crowd that was on the video. Think about what that crowd will be looking at and saying, oh, I'm not sure about this. I think I'll just take a photo of this and see, you know, it's good for the record. Hang on a minute. I'm quite enjoying this. I'm, I'm actually quite singing along with this. I'm actually, do you know what? I'm really enjoying being part of this. Do you know what? I actually think I believe God. Wouldn't that be amazing? But what about this? The people who so live in it with a sense of hope for themselves and for one another and the people that God places among us amongst, that we create an environment, an atmosphere of hope which says, do you know what? I believe that you can be the best you that you can be. And I'm going to go further there. I'm going to create an environment that helps you do that. Because I have hope. You're not a write-off. However much you may think in your mind that you've blown it, however much you may think your history has condemned you, however much you may think I've just been a victim for so long. No, God says, I have hope in my heart for you. What about when a world is audience to a people of hope? What about a people who, who delight in the truth? We believe so much rubbish about ourselves, don't we? We listen to so much nonsense. But what about people who delight in the truth, not of what people say, but about what God says about you and me? What about that? God says, Rizon, you're a king. (laughs) Sarah, God says, you were built for my praise. (laughs) You were built to show the world how good God is. That's what God says about you. No, so why? It's amazing, isn't it? We delight in the truth. And what about people who, who will stay with it, who will stick through thick and thin, who will be those who just, you can't shake them off. <laughs> How about that? Now, you bring all of that together, you get this wonderful, wonderful symphony, and I love the... Um, he had to be a 
a conductor, didn't he, with the hair, you know. <laughs> but he's, he was smiling, I like that. But you bring that all together under this orchestration of the Holy Spirit, who, who is able just to call in and to bring out and to set forth and to give voice to that bit which is needed, that bit which is just right for the moment as we yield our lives and submit to him because we have so fallen in love with who Jesus is. This is the covenant. We are in God. We share his nature. And we're here to put his nature on display. Amen? In this house, we are real. But we also make mistakes. And when we do, we make sure we say sorry. We give second chances to anyone. And we also have lots of fun. In this house, we definitely forgive. We also do loud. We give the best hugs. We are family. And in this house, that means we, we love. love.